respect, had to sweat just to cash checks, working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged, no trades or talents, barely scraping. Like there you are, you're affecting the front lines with with a weak ass model from the back lines. That's dope. Little Rube, little Rube Goldberg, Goldbergy, but that's sort of my that's sort of my deal. Welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Well, we're here. Yes. And we are Al. I'm Rudy. I'm Ken. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yes. uh, barely. 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 <laughs> you want to take that again? I think we I think we made it well enough. All right. No, you do it, Rudy. Okay. Uh. Do what? Start the thing or start from the yeah, top? Just, that's, that, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, welcome to the Mistakes to Made podcast. Uh, we've already introduced ourselves. I'm not going to go back and do that again because I really <laughs> don't get to it. And you know us. All right. And that's us. That's who we are. And you know that if you know if you know who we are, you know that when we make a mistake, we just move forward. You just own it. Forward, not backwards. Yep. Forward, not forwards. Good. And spinning. Always spinning. Thank you, Futurama. Uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, we've got we got quite a few announcements actually. Um, we really cool. got quite a few announcements. Yeah, well, we don't, I don't have any. I don't have any. You have some announcements about things that you're going to be at. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a couple of uh, sort of broader. We're going to talk about one broader topic, which is uh, the, the Gating Grounds 2016 document. More specifically, the schemes, because not a lot changed in sort of the bare bones of it. There are some, like, minor sort of uh, quality of life changes and specifications for this very corner case tournament. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, and, and then the schemes, which are the, the, the kind of interesting major, you know, meta-changing, oh, Leviticus is the fails now. Oh, no, Sorry, I'm gonna get hate mail. We we uh, uh, just so you know, we're probably not gonna read through all of them. We're not. No, just no we're just gonna talk. Kind of if you want to have a good yeah. breakdown of yeah. like all of them, go listen to last week's uh, Chief Fates Radio. They did a great job, and they had Justin, the designer of the thing, on there. And he is he is very knowledgeable about the game, uh, most specifically because he helps write the damn thing. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, we'll talk about some. We'll do some highlights, some of our favesies, the ones that we've played, the ones that we actually have sort of hands-on experience with. Uh, and then we're gonna end with the sixth installment of the what to expect when you're expecting a new faction. And today we will be talking about the outcasts, and it will be. It will be lengthy, simply because there are a lot of very different playstyles in the Outcasts. Yeah. So buckle up. Get your your uh, get your bro keepers ready. <laughs> we will keep this oath and talk about the Outcasts. I I'm I'm floundering, man. Stop me. Stop me whenever you can. No, no. I was just gonna let you. I'm doing great. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're We're gonna go into the. Uh, uh, we have not had another hobby post on our hobby thing. Well, I'm hopeful that there'll Alice, be some before. Alice has been doing out. some writing, and yeah. uh, Ken has been doing some painting on a brewmaster. I've seen pictures, which means I know that it's happening. It is. It's in the works. And it is in the works. I could just uh, post actually, that picture that he shared for you. Him. You could. 
Mike Guy also has said that he might be willing to uh, type up some some postiness for us, and we might make it into like a, a wider sort of community driven thing. You know, we could get more, the more posters that we have posting, the more yeah posts that people can read. It looks when I don't post anything. Yeah, the less bad it looks when I don't post anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we'll try. I'm, we're going to try and get more stuff up. The main uh, thing, but if, yeah, gonna be talking about some goals, I was over the last couple of weeks. I've been moving around, uh, to a different location in town, and didn't have any time. And but I've been wanting to do stuff, so I'm, that's going to be my post that'll hopefully be up tomorrow when we're when we're recording. About I've been meaning to do more painting, but then I got really into video games. But I had video games. It's a good excuse too. Video yeah. games are cool. I haven't been into any video games. Just just hobby stuff, mostly. Nice. Mostly just thinking about when I can play another game. But I'm trying to take some of that momentum into painting. It's the first yeah. I've painted in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, knocking some of the rust off. So. I've also been kind of busy at yeah. work, so I don't feel a lot of motivation when I get home at night to do anything but fish out. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's mine. That's on me. Finding finding that hobby love is yeah. is something you've got to do. You know, you got to do it. I mean, I did put some paint <clears throat> on my Karai avatar. Ooh. Are you going to use that as a? Uh, not any amount that'll be useful. Or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think it's a real good proxy for it's that. Like, I don't think you like, play it right, so you're not going to be using it as a material like most people do. Nope. Emissary. Cool. Yeah. So, announcements. I have a big announcement, actually. I uh, have been in talks with, and it looks like I will be the HOG, the hog, which is almost like uh, the hag, but very extremely different. Uh, I'm going to be the head of games for Malifaux at the uh, Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge, also known as the OFCC. Uh, and that means that I'm sort of the, I'm, I'm taking the reins of one of the bigger Malifaux tournaments up in the Pacific Northwest. It's basically like, if you go as far as Canada, you've got uh, the, 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 oh man, Wet Coast? Wet Coast, Wet Coast yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you've got the breaching the foe, which was formerly well purchased, but it's more of a story encounter unless it's sort of a, a competitive tournament environment. I mean, it is competitive and it is a tournament environment, but it is more about sort of the, the story encounter things that yeah. they do with it. Um, and just having a good time. Having a good time. Uh, and we have our beer of foes, which are every but but I think OFCC and Wet Coast are sort of the two big ones. Uh, and with OFCC being in Vancouver, it's like close enough that people in Northern California can come up, close enough that people from California come down, or uh, Canada come down. Uh, it feels um, primed to be a large uh, event. And with people coming over from uh, 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 Fantasy, Warhammer Fantasy, I think we might break our, our sort of 20-man events uh, barrier, our, our limit break. Uh, we had 12 last year. I'm asking for 24, expecting 16, and if we get 24 pre-regs or more, I'll probably ask for 32 slots. That's awesome. We'll really go for it, and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So if you're in the area, or if you can get to the area, it's the first weekend in July. Uh, it's going to be a gaining grounds four-round tournament, presuming we make it to 16 people. Uh, and if we get to 32 people, I've got 
I've got a schedule worked out for a five-round tournament, which will be three games in the first day, two games in the second day, and uh, a quick awards ceremony before we send our Canadian brethren back to their uh, snowy white homes of the north. In July. Yeah. It, yeah. From what I've heard, it's still freezing. <laughs> That's not true. I made that up. Don't yeah. send me hate mail. As Ken and I both live north of Canada. Also, I have to uh, squash some libel. <laughs> Uh, oh. Ray said on his Twitter account that I said that I hope all of our listeners get lupus, and then it's not true. That is, uh, <laughs> I hope nobody gets lupus ever. I think that that is uh, entirely ridiculous. And um, it's, wait, libel is printed. That's slander. He's yeah, no, that's it slander. Was, it was. On it's Twitter, a, yeah, he wrote it on printed. Twitter in so words. He didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he record yeah. a video of him saying it? No, no, he okay. just wrote it. Well, he yeah. he quoted. He's misquoting me. I'm being misquoted. It's going to be a, in the Library of Congress because it was on Twitter. It really yeah. is. Or I'm something. That I can't stand for. It's just you. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like thinking about that sometimes. I like yeah. all this random stuff. Yep. It's saved forever. Yep. People will be able to get our Twitter. <laughs> and then they're going to go later. back and be like, really? That guy said that on his podcast? What a dick. Yeah. yeah. And I will be I will be forever purloined. Maligned. Yeah. Maligned. Purloined is stolen. Maligned is stuck to <laughs> better. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, that's my big announcement. Uh, I'm coming to Adepticon, so if you are from Chicago, you have every reason to come to the Ordo Fanatics OCC Club Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. It'd be great to see you. Our pizza's not as good, but our weather is great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> also, right. one month after Adepticon goes up, we have the Breaching the Foe tournament out here, which we were just talking about. It's at Guardian Games. You can drink and play Malifaux and get one of those badass-looking decks that the Before We Begin is retweeting about, and uh, there have been previews up, and the art looks great, and I'm excited about it, and that game is so much fun to play, uh, and there will likely be grudge matches, and I'll probably try and grudge Mark... Hanford because he grudged me last year and now I want my payback. I don't even know why he grudged me last year. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know him at the time. Actually, I did find out. I did find out why he grudged me. Do you want to hear this story? Sure. It's really funny. He grudged right. me because I was the other podcaster who was coming and Dan wasn't, so he couldn't grudge Dan. It <laughs> <laughs> was sense. the runner-up grudge match. Yeah. I'm not even mad. Yeah. I need to grudge Ray. I think actually, because oh, we didn't get to crazy. play. We didn't get to play last year, and he got best. You friend, should. But you really should. Who knows? Maybe it could have been me. Lord knows he'll probably try and grudge me. But if I grudge Mark and you grudge Ray, then. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I probably won't grudge anybody. Forward. I'm gonna let it happen. Malice, yeah. anger. Yeah. Let the rage flow through you. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else have announcements? (laughs) Well, you stomped Oliver Ken's announcement. Oh, actually, do you see this right here where Ray Bannon, like four minutes ago, said, at Beer Sensei, hashtag keep Ken boot Rudy. (laughs) Did he really? Yeah, just now. He absolutely did. Like, his last last four posts have been about (laughs) 2016 being the Rudy of getting Rudy off of the, being the year of getting Rudy off the podcast. To be fair, if Rudy wasn't here, we could record at a sensible hour. 
We could have. Uh, you there's nothing stopping you guys recording without me. I mean, Maybe I might be sad, but you could do it. <laughs> nah. All right. Well, you'll just come in for like the last 30 minutes of every episode. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I don't have any announcements. Yeah, I guess I could formally, formally announce that I will be coming out to Breaching the Foe uh, in Portland in the end of May. In the beginning yeah, of April. So, yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Coming out second time. Two years. Nice. I'm stoked because it'll be the first time that I will be back in Portland since I left. I'm excited to see everyone, get some sweet games in, drink some beer. Yep. All of those things. Beat um, Ray. Yeah. Oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> I'm hoping to go, but that's uh, We're not still sure. in the works. Yeah. yeah. We're not sure. Yeah, it's po- it's possible though. It's a possibility. I'm, I'm looking at it, but it's gonna be. We'll no. see. Yeah. It's uh, still up in the air, so I can't confirm like Ken. He can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Yeah, right. That you will mm-hmm. be attending. I'm hoping to. That'd be awesome. It sounds like quite the event. It's super fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, All right. oh, uh, games. Who played some games? I played a few games. I've played one game. I have played two games. I think I've played like five games, but I remember very few of them. Alright. I have been I had been drinking quite a bit. Uh, I can talk most recently about the the uh beer lefo that we just went through. Yeah. Alright. Do it. Uh, we did a beer info. It was great. All right. No, uh, <laughs> so uh, I was playing. I played Thunders in, in the beer info. We did a hard henchman hardcore, but we did it with a twist, where because we were trying to play all new schemes and strategies, we played henchman hardcore with normal four models for uh, minimum and maximum uh, twenty stones, including upgrades, yada yada yada, all that fun stuff. But instead of turf four and assassinate, we did it with um, extraction, which is the one where it's turf four, but whoever has the most gets to move it. And then um, also we did uh, uh, neutralize the commander instead of assassinate, which meant that you could technically score from it. it I, I think it's interesting because if you have, like I did, a, a leader who had less health, getting one hit on them could definitely turn the tide, right? So, like, I was playing Amaziko. He got a good hit off on her with the um, Rogue Necromancy in the first in the first turn, and it was, like, immediately, like, half health. And no matter what I did, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't actually keep her up. So eventually he's got all three points for it. But um, you can get a point for it earlier in the game, and if the game ends quickly, then you at least get, you know, your turf war or whatever your strategy point is, and you could potentially get one from neutralized commander. So I think it actually works a little bit better, because if, it, if you get close to killing someone, you're getting credit for it, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then, so I lost that game, uh, because I was unable to kill Sybil. I think it was three to four. I got three points worth of turf war, and he got one point worth of, tur- sorry, new, uh, 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 distraction. And I got one point, uh, sorry, he got one point worth of distraction and three points worth of neutralize. 
I pulled, I won the thing and started pulling it towards me, and so I, I actually blocked him from getting it. But he killed my master, so done and done. He won. Uh, my second game was me as uh, McCabe playing against uh, Chris as McMorning. And I had taken uh, the one that's all about catch and release. I took catch and release and um, hunting party. Uh, and I had taken uh, a couple of um, Ostringers to do the catch and release stuff. And I had taken Kang and Izamu to do the uh, hunting party. Problem was, Kang got pulled away to try and kill a valedictorian real quickly, but that apparently does not happen. Valedictorian does not die quickly. In fact, valedictorian does not die. Um, period. <laughs> I found and, that to uh, be true. Yeah. And Izamu, <laughs> on the other hand, does die extremely quickly. Uh, so... My Zamu was dead, and my Kang was killed by the end of turn three, so I had no models left to actually win that thing. Because he had, like, nurses, which are hard to get to. He had flesh concerts, which are hard to kill. He was pulling some minions back. Like, I could, there was no way I was going to be able to kill all of his minions um, in order to get points. A couple lawyers. lawyers. Lawyers, by the way, are surprisingly takey because they have highest authority that says if you target a lawyer, you can discard a card to put your enemy at a negative twist. It's like being able to... It's like a super soul stone. Yeah, you can't... You, you're at a negative twist. I have covered it. And you can't do anything about it. You can't cheat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was that was very surprising to me. Um, so McMorning, McMorning smoked me. I think it was I think it was four to six. I did pretty well. I got my strategy. I got all four points for tagged. Um, it, was, it was pretty close. Uh, for how badly I felt like I was being beaten. <laughs> uh, and then the last one was against a, a gremlin player who was playing Ophelia. He, basically the kin, all the kin. Um, I ended up going with, because I wanted to, he was a relatively new player. I think this was his fourth game back since 1-5 into 2-0. And he was, he, actually I had given him his first 2-0 game a couple weeks back. Danny, he's a good guy. Uh, works at Leica, actually. Um... And he was, uh, he was like, you know, this is—it's all sort of starting to come back to me. I think I'm going to make you proud, and he did. Um, I played a Mayfang list. It was Mayfang two illuminated. Uh, um, it was mm, the Joker strategy, which is collect the bounty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted yes. to run a, I wanted to run a minion heavy list, but uh, hunting party was in the list again. So I didn't want to run anything too fragile. So I ran two mechanized pork chops, two um, illuminated, an obsidian oni, sparks, uh, mayfang, and one enforcer. What was my enforcer? Doesn't matter. I think it died pretty early. Um, and uh, the the pork chops were so good. Their their ability to essentially you put you camp one pork chop near May and May and the pork chop goes I'm gonna walk I'm gonna drop a scrap I'm gonna walk again and May has you know twelve inches for one action now because she can jump to the scrap and then jump from the scrap to the pig and then boom boom she's twelve inches up the board. That's nice. Um, it's amazing. Uh, I'm glad that Ramos can't get a hold of that tech because if he could walk six inches, drop a scrap, and then walk six more, 
and then, oh, I've got spiders. Oh, also more scrap for next year. Okay. Um, Sparks himself was a little disappointing because I wasn't using a lot of, like, I didn't get him up close enough to stop, to, to use his number one, his biggest aura thing, which is he's got an ability called Hostile Work Environment where anyone within eight inches of him can't target friendlies with abilities. Yeah, so it's gonna a, be a it's gonna be a, a big F U to Colette to could I that's gonna be fun. Oh man. You have to target a friendly model in order to summon with Karai, right? I could not tell you. That sounds pretty interesting. I might have to look that one up again. Sounds legit. Um, so his ability to his ability to shut down um, sort of synergize. You can use it to shut down Hoffman's healing. You can use it to shut down Ramus's healing. Well, I guess Hoffman's healing is a pulse. Never mind. Anyway, the, his idea of being able to shut down interactions between models. You can't lure your own thing. Can't you know give your things focus with Kaladi, whatever. I don't know. Seems cool. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting, but he he wasn't super interesting in this in this particular list. I think he gave an illuminated uh, fast once by giving him armor too. He's like, "You're a robot now," and then he gave him um, get her done or whatever it is, Keep, get to moving or whatever the other zero action is. <laughs> it, gives a, it gives a it gives a construct fast basically. So I could have done it for a pig without having to worry about it, but the but what ended up happening was I had taken the one that's all about killing, a, oh, a quick murder. Nice. I was taking a quick murder on Frank. Yeah? Hoping that Frank was going to rocket himself into fight, hit himself with, uh, he didn't have stilts on, so I was waiting for him to stab somebody and do dumb luck and then just swarm him. Uh, but he never did. He just stood in the back and took pot shots with a peacekeeper. And I was like, this seems very... That's not, that's not, how, that's not how Francois works. <laughs> uh, but he did. That's what he did. He just stood in the back. And Raimi, like, I killed Raimi. I killed uh, Raphael. I killed Bert Jebson. If I had taken quick murder on Bert Jebson, it would have been fine, but I didn't. Um, because Bert Jebson had dumb luck on him. And dumb luck plus... He basically did what he did. What he should have done with Frank, he did it with... Bert Jebson doesn't have dumb luck. Sorry, not dumb luck. He did uh, Dirty Cheater with Hard to Right, yeah. Um, but I was able to kill Bert Jepsen somehow because he did with Bert what he was, should have been doing with Frank, which was getting him up in the shit. Um, so I I think I got uh, one for the... I think I got one for the strategy, and he got two, and he got both of his schemes all the way out, and I got one scheme all the way out. I was not able to get Quick Murder. Nice. So, yeah, so I lost all three games at, at Beer La Foam. It was still a great time. I got real drunk. Uh, and we, uh, and then we, Dan and I had had this sort of side deal going on. He and I wanted to buy <coughs> the uh, Crossroad 7 with uh, the 20% discount that Beer La Foam affords. And so right before we started the event, I turned to him and said, hey, if either of us win um, any, you know, store credit, we're going to put that directly towards the thing before we split, right? He was like, yeah, totally, sure. And I, I actually drew the number one prize of $30 off for store credit. So we had $60 box for the Crossroad 7, which got 20% off, so it took it to 6, 12, uh, 48. Minus, thir minus 30 is 18 bucks, so we each paid uh, 10 bucks worth, basically. Nice. It was awesome. <laughs> right. It's pretty awesome. 
Sounds like a fun event there. It was great. I always love Beer the Foe. Sounds Because it's more about drinking than it is about... <laughs> yeah. Which is important. It is. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's about using your beverages wisely for the, yeah. with those beer bobbles. Man, every time I go, there's a, there's a nano brewery called Batch Brewing, and every time I go there, I see their tables, and I'm like... And they have like a board game shelf, and it's like I could we could play Malifaux here. Oh, we should totally do yeah, it. I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting to go to, to check out Batch Brewing. It's pretty amazing. They just remodeled, so oh, nice. I might have to go over there and like I it'd have to be like a weeknight, I would imagine, or else I'd be too busy. But right. Although they seem pretty cool, so yeah. Yeah, man. Like they, they, they want people to come in and buy their beers. If that, they just happen to be playing yeah. large war games at the same time. You know, that's how they did it out with Adam's group, where they're playing at Millie's now, basically every yeah. week. The Romans is not very big, so if they were busy, it would be like taking up way more than two people worth of space. You know, sure, yeah, sure, sort of thing. But I, if you maybe it might be like something to look into for organizing something. It'd be really cool. Or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, something that might be a little slower. Yeah. I don't go over there enough to really know, like... When they're busy times. Yeah, up. exactly. Right. Because it's, it's a drive. But yeah, definitely. Cool. That sounds awesome. You guys, did you guys, so you guys had a game, and that game was together? I had and two games. Ah, Ken. Your other game, Ken, first. So my other game was with my one of my newer players. It was his first uh, 50 Soul Stone game. Um, let me pull up the uh, strategy schemes. We were playing, uh, so we were doing flank deployment uh, with interference. And uh, we had, uh, so line on the sand, vendetta, entourage, bodyguard, and distract. Um, I had really wanted to play Ophelia because I hadn't played her in a long time. And so I took, I took Ophelia and... Uh, I took Ophelia with Dirty Cheater, uh, Francois with Stilts and Dirty Cheater, Lenny, a slap hauler, Maris, Bert. Um, did Bert have anything on him? No, Bert didn't have anything on him. Uh, old Cranky, Bayou Gremlin, and two Bayou Gremlins. And uh, oh, and Ophelia had um, Ophelia had. Uh, oh man, that's uh, bugging me. I, I didn't mark it down, but. Her upgrade for oh shoot the um, negative flips to willpower and uh, and uh, bumping up willpower to minions quality match liquor I think uh, anyway it, it was a good game and he played really well I made a lot of silly mistakes um, like when you when you take vendetta. Uh, with Francois and I was playing against Lilith and he played her he played her really well. He's getting pretty good with her. Um, but I took uh, Vendetta with Francois onto the is it this is it the Scion of Black Blood that comes in the uh, two player starter? Yes. Yeah. So he took the Scion, yeah. Yeah, so he took the Scion and at I took Vendetta with Fran, and I was hoping to uh, soften the Scion up 
with Ophelia. And as it's happened before... <laughs> yes, um, it sounds very familiar. Common problem. Yeah, um, I... You know, I declared thinking luck because I was just hoping for just a, a minimum four damage to bring him down a little bit before charging with Francois. And uh, I flipped into the red joker. So just just pace it him. Yep. So that was three points down the... Or two points down the drain because I still got one at the end because, um, because uh, he was gone. And I was scoring pretty consistently for uh, interference, though he only got one for interference. And every turn he kept asking me what turn it was. And at turn three, I'm like, okay, I think he took bodyguard on Barbaros. And he did. And it was getting towards the end of the game, and Barbaros was tucked away in a corner. And I really only had one option to kill him, and that was with Ophelia. Uh, Ophelia was getting pretty low on wounds, so unfortunately, well, it wasn't unfortunately. Turn five, I drew my hand, and I had, I took Entourage on Ophelia, I guess this is relevant, and in my hand, I had the Red Joker. I won initiative, so what I did was I activated Maris, I went reckless with her, and moved her into within six of Ophelia, and then I used her a gremlin's her gremlin's cunning ability to bury the red joker into the deck, and then I companion activated to Ophelia and moved in and shot at uh, Barbaros, but I couldn't quite kill him with red joker damage. It brought him down to one wound because of a soul stone prevent. So man, he, yeah. So he ended up with two points for bodyguard because he you know he was almost dead. I couldn't kill him, but then I moved Ophelia too close to Lilith, and I moved her. Lilith got a good hit on, but I squealed away, but then he had the, is it her her roots ability that does like a, a one, two, three or something? It does. I think it does like two damage if they get pushed, placed, or moved any other way. Like they right. cannot declare a walk action and... Well, there was one. I, she's, it does damage yeah. too on the actual attack, I think. And um, he was able to hit her with. Um, he was able to hit her with that and kill her. So it cost me three points there because I was getting greedy and instead of just like tucking her away for three VP, I I wanted to kill Barbaros because I thought it would be cool to do that way. Which it was. It was totally cool. Yep. But well, I mean, by taking him down at half health, you still may have denied a point, right? I did. I did deny him a point from that. So uh, he, he played really well. Uh, the game ended 5-3. It, it was a great game. Uh, Old Cranky got me three soul stones in that game. Jeez. Ophelia. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty great. So that was, I was, that was my say, Did this happen before, like, two weeks ago? Because Bodyguard... Vendetta? What are those? <laughs> it did. It did actually. Well, they had come out. They had come out the day before. But we had previously. I sent him. I said, "How about I send you the strategy and schemes beforehand, so you sure. can look them over and, and sure. we can talk about them." And so uh, I did that. So we didn't well, get a chance to do that. Uh, that was awful cricketity there. So I'm getting a lot of like delay. I'm hearing. Does it sound delayed to you guys or to just me? I mean, I, just now when you said something, it kind of stuttered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I got a little glitchy when you said delay, too. I think it's on your end, bro. Try disconnecting and reconnecting. We'll find out. 
But it was just when you guys were talking, so whatever. Yeah, nobody cares about what we're saying. <laughs> anyway. I need to stop giving Ray fodder. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to edit this out. Perfect, love it. Or just that part. Except for that part. No, I'm going to edit out the part. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then I guess we'll talk about uh, Ken and my game that we played. Now. Yeah, so excited. We played a Gaining Grounds 2016 game. Yeah, and I recorded, it was Extraction in Corners Deployment. Yeah. And I, I recorded the strats and schemes. Nice. For posterity. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. Nice. It was Hunting Party and Catch and Release and Exhaust Their Forces. Yeah. Uh, and, and some ones we didn't take. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Uh... Uh, no, it was a. Uh... Where'd it go? What's the? Uh, it's the the called kill. Which, what is that? Oh, uh, mark for death. Yep. Mark for death. And that's then, what it was. And then convict labor, which is the always available one. Yes. <clears throat> so those were our uh, scheme selections. Uh, I was playing Rezzers, and Ken was playing Gremlins. And. Uh, what? I guess uh, my crew. I played. I, what? Ken doesn't like what? <laughs> Weird. Oh, okay. I actually played some models I've never played before, and some I haven't played a lot of. So that was good. I played McMorning with uh, Sebastian or with uh, Moonlighting and uh, Plastic Surgery, and I gave him spare parts, which I didn't end up using. But it's always fun to have that option. Uh, and then I had Mortimer, who I put Transfusion on, The Dead Rider, uh, Sebastian, uh, Guild Autopsy, A Nurse, and Rafkin. So I'd never played The Dead Rider before. I thought I'd try him out. Oh, he's good, right? And I played Rafkin like one other time, and I thought I'd try him again, even though I was underwhelmed. And I was again underwhelmed, but uh, we'll get to that after <laughs> Ken tells us his list. <laughs> yeah. So um, my list, um, she worked out so well for me the week before. I decided to go with her again. I took Ophelia, um, Dirty Cheater with Gremlin C, because um, I kind of had a feeling maybe McMorning was coming. I knew it was Rezzers, but I and it was either McMorning or Seamus, so I just put uh, Gremlin C on there so I could get rid of. Poison. Um, I took Old Cranky, um, Francois, Lenny, Two Moon Shinobi, uh, a Trixie Bell, and I gave her, she had her upgrade gun for a lady. Uh, Francois had uh, Dirty Cheater and Stilts. And I'm seeing on here that I also had a Bayou Gremlin that I don't actually believe I took in the game. No, you used the Bayou Gremlin <laughs> as a proxy. As a proxy. Yeah. I used it for an old cranky, I think. Or, no, it was the uh, Trixie Bell because it had a hat. Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I was playing three stones down, but whatever. Dude, you know what I used for my Trixie Bell? Yeah, I know. The the I, I have her built up. I just didn't have her in the bag. The uh, the giant young lacrosse, um, the one with the gun getting thrown backwards. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my list. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not what I was expecting, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't really sure what to expect. So, what were what were you expecting though? From I was expecting more activations. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, 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 was, I think, and I was anticipating that. Yeah. Well, were you expecting? Were you expecting summer? No, I wasn't expecting summer. Just, I was just, I was just expecting more models in general. We yeah. talked about that when we talked about gremlins. We expected to be activated because you're yeah. fighting gremlins. Yeah. And we had the same number. We both had seven. Uh, it's a magic number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I wish I had eight. Really, anything yeah. would have been good. <laughs> He's very underwhelming. He, yeah, he, he was kind of underwhelming. I mean... I think against certain crews, he can do some a lot of work, but they need to have a lot of stuff that's easy to kill. And with Hunting Party, I should have just been like, nope, not you. I would have been much better off with uh, any other seven-point enforcer. Yeah. Or even I, Minion. <laughs> yeah. I, took I would the, have much preferred to have a, a punk zombie. Yeah, I think, the, I think the punk zombie would have done you pretty well. With the with how we were positioned, or Harridan. Yeah, I took Trixie Bell and with her Gun for a Lady upgrade. This is the first time that I've ever taken her outside of a Brewmaster list, and I was very, very, very impressed with her. Um, and I took Moon to Moonshine Obi because I was expecting some hard to kill models. I don't really think Al did they do anything of note. Not uh, one came up and attacked uh, somebody. No, he didn't. He just didn't, he didn't even attack anybody. Yeah, they no, didn't he didn't attack. He, he did one um, the uh, exhaust. Exhaust your forces. Yeah, the, the one I killed with the Dead Rider pretty quick yep. for my first point for hunting party, and then uh, the Dead Rider faced Frank and Ophelia and died because it was only yeah. turn two. He took mm-hmm. all of their actions, though, so that was good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but, but still, I was hoping he would have. He almost lived too. It was real close. So that was yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as I realized like how tough he was gonna get to to take yeah. down, I I just realized that I had to. I just had to take him out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, threw everything at him. I I probably should have used if I could have got another crow, I would have been able to push farther maybe. But yeah, maybe been out of, out of Frank's charge range, but. Or you wouldn't have been able to have that third attack. You would have had to walk and then charge rather than just being able to charge. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah. The moonshine obi didn't really do anything. Um, so yeah. So we both took um, we both took hunting, hunting party, party, and I I took exhaustor forces, and I took um, catch and release. Yeah. Um, it was it was tough. I felt like. I had to really work for the points because you only had the one minion. Just no, two minions. You had the nurse and the autopsy. The autopsy, I was able to just one shot with Trixie sitting yep. in Lenny's Ram aura to yep. get the double positive and just cheat in a severe to kill him. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's how I scored my first point for that. Um, and then I think I think maybe I got. Frank One. came up on turn four and yes, killed. Yes, uh, and got the nurse. Killed the nurse, so you got the two and then the third one for that because you killed the nurse because you yes. didn't. Have, oh no, I summoned a flesh construct. So you didn't get the last one. You only got two points for it. I did kill a flesh construct though. 
Oh, that's true. Because I had to. Yeah, you did get all. I guess I, you did be, get yeah, all. Because but, I did. I denied you for the uh, strategy. That was what that was. Yes, and I I messed up because I didn't realize for exhaust your forces. I didn't really read it close enough. Um, that if their model has already activated your target, um, it's a two interact action. And at one point, I spent uh, an AP from Lenny trying to swing at uh, at a flesh construct, and I just didn't realize it, that I needed a two-action. So then I had to pull Francois way back and just to kill the flesh construct to get that point back because mm-hmm. I kind of ruined my chances for Exhaustor Forces. But, yeah. yeah. Mortimer uh, got hit early, so I was kind of tentative with him. I could, so it was, he didn't get up close enough to deny the Exhaustor. Seb- Sebastian, yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, no, no it, it was Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah. Yeah, Sebastian didn't get hit all game, basically. He sort of just wandered up. He, the biggest, really the biggest thing though, the big turning point of the game was the turn. Uh, I think it was turn four. Yeah, it was started turn four. I think you won initiative, activated Frank, and killed the nurse. Yes. And then it was my go. I went with Sebastian, made charged uh, Ophelia, made two attacks against her, or I might have been engaged already, but it was something like that. Yeah. Missed both times because you cheated up. And then activated McMorning as a chain activation of the accomplice. And I figured Rotten was what it was. Yeah. What's his What's his uh, cast thing that does poison? Um, it was a feeling I had one wound left. Expunge. It was within range of... No, no, it wasn't a sponge. It was his... It's his... Um, rancid transplant. Rancid transplant, yeah. yeah. So, so you're, you're at a cast seven yeah. with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and basically, I just needed to hit once because you had one wound left, and we're within yeah. the auras of McMorning and Sebastian. So when you activated, you would have died, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have got a canine remains out of it too. Oh man, yes, that would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, but then McMorning proceeded to miss three times. <laughs> okay, to be fair, to be fair, I started that turn. I had two thirteens in my hand. Yeah. So I cheated in both of them to mm-hmm. miss. And then with your final, your last attempt, I flipped another 13 yeah, on basically. defense. Yep. So, yeah, and then Ophelia activated, and I think all she did was exhaust uh, McMorning. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, yeah. I don't think she did anything else. I yeah. think she did... I don't. I don't think she did. Yeah, but it was enough because I basically on turn the end of turn three, I sort of realized the only way I was going to win was to deny extraction. Yeah. Because you had too few models for me to catch up with catch and release. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it, I thought maybe I would have had enough, but can you put that? condition on Lenny or can he is he also immune to that? No, yeah, that was the problem. I couldn't kill okay. Lenny. Right. I hadn't done any damage to Lenny, so I didn't think I could kill him. No, he's hard to wound. You can't give him poison. It would have been it yeah. would have been tough. Well, he's got low been... defense, but I don't know what you would have done the damage with. Maybe McMorning, I guess, but well, the thing is I couldn't put poison on him and expunge either because it's he denies it. He's pretty actually fairly good, but I could have beat up on him. No, that yeah, I know. But it be the only thing. I would have just point, been doing severe. Yeah. But, yeah, but then the, what is pretty low though, right? You could just right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And once there's zero action, and then all yeah. three one actions just to pummel mm-hmm. him down. 
Well, you can't use expunge because he won't have any poison on him. Oh no, don't worry about it. But like, if you get if you're getting minimum damage two over and over and over again, and get four attacks, yeah. that's still eight damage a turn. Get him in two turns. It's a lot of AP yeah. for well, math. Yeah, that was yeah. this was late. If I hadn't, <laughs> if I hadn't but yeah, if I hadn't, that's what that's the thing. If I hadn't, uh, if I'd been able to kill Ophelia and had any AP left for the morning, I could have killed the Moon Shinobi too. Yes. Uh, which would have given me another point for hunting party. I ended up with two points for that instead of three. Uh, and that would have also denied you ex- extraction. So yeah, turn, probably so. You did kill. Uh, well, yeah, you put the. Um the catch-and-release condition on Trixie Bell, and I thought that you only needed, for whatever reason, there was a lot of mistakes on my part being made about these schemes because I hadn't really looked them over as closely as I should, um, and I didn't want him to get that, so I just like kind of let Trixie Bell die yeah. when he was attacking her. But I, I think I could have stopped that, though. I had mm. a severe and a moderate in my hand to cheat up. I just I didn't. Yeah. Um... But uh, I mean, the thing, yeah. But if you had stopped me, I would have just put it on Frank also and got a point. But you would have still gotten the point. I would have still gotten, yeah. 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 So it, it was pretty much over. It was just like if I would have gotten, yeah. It was going into turn five. It was pretty much locked. Yeah. Because it was, I, I, yeah. Yeah. It was still a, a really great game, though. Like mm-hmm. it made me really kind of think about yeah. all the possible things that I that I could do with my models in order to get. To get points, um, the final what was it was eight to eight, six. it was eight, six yeah final so mm-hmm. yeah we had a conversation after Beerlefoe the other day. Um, the, the the reason I bring it up now is because you just said that it, it, your your models had ways of doing other things like it needed so that you could sort of stretch your models to get more out of them. Yeah, it really made me think about what they could do, as opposed to just, like, what I kind of went in planning on them to do. Right. And it really made me look at them differently. Um, and that then that flashed me back to a conversation we were having after Bailey Foe. We were all, like, it was me and Chris and Justin and my friend Mason who had, at that point in time, played all of five games of Malifaux, but is a good gamer. He's a role player. He's a board gamer. He does all kinds of games. Um, and so we were sitting there talking, and he was like, "Well, you know what strategy I sort of the, the problem that I see you the trap I see you falling into um, is that you go in with this concept of a strategy, and when that strategy works, it works so well, and you're golden, and that's how you win a game. But when that strategy sort of falls apart, you don't take a step back and re." analyze, right? You don't, like, I, apparently, something that I don't know about myself, but something that I do is I get stuck in my my master plan, and when it doesn't work, then I can't, sort of, I lose, if I lose pace, if I, if I misstep, then I don't, I don't change my course. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think I'm going to start looking at in my play, is, is, am I getting too pulled into what can a thing do versus what what ev- what what all can a thing do instead of what have I hired this thing to do? Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's pretty uh, important. It's in, I, it's just interesting that like that yeah. that came up in in your guys's game and it also apparently came up in my in my uh, event. So yeah, yeah, I, I uh, don't really. Oh yeah, hmm. 
yeah, like I said, the the I think my main well, there are a couple mistakes. I I wish I'd taken exhaust instead of catch and release. I was I guess I just didn't think like oh you only have seven models and I want to kill everything so. Right. It's just from a new thing too. It's like you know if I, if I if it had been called distract I probably wouldn't have taken it like. <laughs> yeah. You know. Even though well, it's, it's so similar. It, yeah, it's just like it really. Like, I just feel like my list was just very strange because of the new scheme pool, you know? It wasn't something I'd ever had to plan yeah. for. Like, okay, I want fewer... I don't want, like, a ton of minions that can just be killed. Yeah. So I'll take these a little these little more durable ones, but then I'm not going to have the activations to just, like, okay, I've got this extra Bayou Gremlin. He's going to exhaust this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. It really kind of... It, it really changed it up, and it was really nice. Yeah. It actually raises a really interesting question that can be what our sort of overview of what the GG 2016 strategies are. And that is which of these strategies are sort of spiritual successors to old ones. For instance, Exhaust Their Forces is like Cursed Object. Yeah, it's a little twist. It's It's got a little change in it, including a Taylor Swift reference. But... Um... But it's basically the same thing, right? You well, the, put a the, thing on a thing, yeah. and then at the end of the turn you can remove it, you get the point. And yeah. catch and release is sort of more like distract, where you mm-hmm. can tag two things, and if they have that thing, then you can... The, I think the thing that it has changed is that it makes it harder... Oh, it makes it easier for them to get it off because anything that gets rid of the ability to take interact actions doesn't stop it anymore. Like, well, chatty doesn't stop well, it, but being engaged still does. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's always that much easier, though. Hmm? I really don't think it's much easier though. It was still a, no, but it you couldn't with that chatty. It was still an interact to remove it. I thought. Not anymore. It was. Now it's not. It's an interact to put it on, but it is a action to take it off. Hmm. All right. I think that is the, yeah, the yeah. one very That's subtle true. difference between exhaust their forces and and cursed yeah. object. Um, so the other ones that we're looking at, like the the idea that there were there were little tweaks they wanted to make to given schemes and strategies, and those have sort of turned up in in this this route. For instance, assassinate we can say became uh, neutralized the commander, which was tweaked probably because there were masters who were unassassinatable. Given optimal situations, you could only ever get two points by assassinating Leviticus. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think that's interesting. That's an interesting thought experiment. What what were what would what did this scheme used to be, and why and what what were the changes that they made, and why do we think that might be? Maybe that's a bigger episode for another day. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something. Maybe once we've played them a little more. Too. Yeah, I would. I would like to get Come some more games in. with them under my belt before uh, really idea. kind of delving into it. But I think sure. that we're on the right track, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about something else that I've been doing. Uh, yeah. So I've been I've been running a through the breach campaign. Um, we're one session in. Uh, uh, I I I started it because I wanted to write a campaign for the competition that's going on right now at weird.com. Oh, Weird. nice. Weird.net. Um, and so I wrote I wrote one for a long time ago for some friends to play, and I never played it, never played it, never played it. 
Um, and then this competition came up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pull that sucker deck back up. I'm going to rewrite it, start from scratch, um, except for, like, names, characters, places, etc. And so I started over again. And uh, I was going to play it for my two friends who were in town, and then a couple friends from Seattle came down, and they were like, oh, that sounds fun. Can we, can we, can we join? Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm very happy that I did because the, the party is, is a lot of fun. Um, but it did mean that I couldn't jump right into this one-off adventure that it's supposed to be. I had to do a How Did the Party Meet campaign, and so it was also a ton of fun where we basically, I had basically taken one of the characters whose uh, character concept was an ex-witch uh, hunter. He was a guy who had been working with the witch hunter uh, guild guard faction. Um, and had seen enough shit to realize that that's not what he wanted to do, and so he sort of quit on them. But the story we wrote together was that he was disobeying command on, like, a thing, potentially caused some sort of hullabaloo, and was thrown into stocks, and they were going to make an example out of him. But then uh, one of my other characters who's sort of... In, who's starting out as a mercenary, who's an academic... He's like... He was going back and forth between mercenary and academic. He's an academic who's got a really good rifle skill, is what he, he settled on. Um, who's interested in going to Malifaux in order to learn magic. Uh, I've got a character who's starting as a tinkerer who is sort of a, um, a black thumb from, like, the Mad Max world, just sort of a natural mechanic. Uh, and I've got a, a character who is a... Oh, man. He's a academic who will eventually be a pugilist, and he's sort of going for the... Um, Private investigator, almost uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmesian kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and they're all super funny together. The, the, Miles, who's playing the Sherlock Holmesy character, started yeah, off in like, you know, full facial hair, giant um, fat suit kind of thing to try and make it seem like he was a big fat dude. <laughs> and then, you know, 30% of the way through the game, he's like, Oh, I can dress up like that guy. He's like, no, no offense, dude, but you're way, way bigger than I am. And he's like, oh, I can do something for that, <laughs> and ripped off his uh, fake gut, and everyone's like, what? Uh, it's good <laughs> stuff. Uh, and so basically, I made it so that the the someone in in the Arcanists or the MNSU was taking an interest in this ex witch hunter, and they needed him to be broken out of jail, and so they hired. Um, this academic who wants magic, who's sort of an ex-military bounty hunter kind of guy, to find this guy, get him out of prison, and get him to an MNSU safe house. And that was our first campaign, and it was a ton of fun. They, nice. they, uh, the the way that they decided to break him out of prison was wait for him to be transferred to this small town for this uh, um, hanging, public hanging, and then in the middle of the night when they were doing a guard switch replace themselves with the guards that they had sort of sleeping poisoned and then break the... Because the, the sheriff had gone to bed with the keys, they ended up uh, using their mechanic girl to go underneath the, 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 the city, um, break the water, water, blah, water main in a very specific place to make it so that the weight of the jail cell caused the, uh, the boards to break and, and release the prisoner. Unfortunately, they didn't ever turn the water off, so they ended up sinking the entire sheriff building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and like and they all this was all this was all on the fly. It was great. Like I, I had a I had an idea for how they could do it. There was there may have been some gunplay, whatever. They were trying really hard not to have gunplay, and I was like, great, cool, let's run with it. And so the water's going, and they're all having this conversation. They're trying to hijack this wagon, and I was like, uh, so Elodie, you're still underneath the city, and the water is pouring out from everywhere, and there is a cage there. Go ahead and give me a flip to see if you're on the right side or the wrong side of that cage. And she flipped well enough that she was on the right side, but she was still sort of getting murked in by all this water, pulling all this dirt in. And so she had to, like, use her chain to use a whip attack to pull herself out. It was really, really dynamic. It was very cool. Uh, it was a fun a fun experience. I, I can't wait to play a game. Yeah. Okay, either. Yep. It was great. Nice. So, other weird stuff. Play some through the breach. It's a hell of a system. Read yeah, I've got the books. Time. I gotta gotta get a group together. Yeah. yeah, I have the book too. We should do that. We should do that. I have people interested. All right. Nice. I've just got to learn the learn the system a little bit. I think. Also, I just found out that do you guys do Netrunner or uh, any of the sort of affiliated games? Yeah, I do a little bit of Netrunner. Do you do any Android or um, oh, what's the other one? There's another one where it's sort of a, a time-based hijacking kind of data retrieval mission board um, game. No, not the they're board all game. they're all set in the same sort of universe. I just do uh, Netrunner, the card game. Android is cool. Uh, it's it's sort of like if you're your own character in your own sort of uh, cyberpunk noir film. And everyone's sort of running around trying to solve this murder and also take care of their personal life. Okay. Uh, it's really cool. The setting's great. Uh, and it sounds like they're going to be doing a, a choose-your-own-system Android-esque uh, setting for that Netrunner universe where you can put any system you want onto it. And there's a little part of me that wants to bootstrap that into Through the Breach because I think the Fate system would be really cool That would be in cool. that world. So maybe I'll see if I can't get my friend Chris to do an online version of that and get some fucking cyberpunk games going. Okay. Officially done with the Through the Breach section of it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're on to Outcast. We are on to Outcast. Hang on, let me pull up the document so I can re read all the stuff Rudy wrote. Oh, shit, yeah, I got to do that too. <laughs> hashtag professional. Hashtag podcasts. Hashtag I'm not going to open it because I'm afraid it's going to make my internet slow. Right. <laughs> anyway, so what we've been doing is a sort of a broad overview, giving you some ideas of what to expect when you're playing against a faction for the first time or for that you haven't played against very much. So this week we're on Outcasts. Any initial thoughts, Ken? They, um, <laughs> no, they, um, they just have a lot of really efficient models, and I find it really... I th the thing for me, I guess, when I think about playing them, is that I don't really... You, someone declares outcast, and I have really no idea what to expect. <laughs> like, it could be, you know, this crazy melee crew, or... Bunchill or Jack Daw or Le Leviticus, like, and they all play so differently. Mm -hmm. And that's stuff to it's stuff to prepare for. Uh, yeah. 
they are very difficult to play the counter, and they play the counter very well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to nail down. Like, it's hard to guess, but it's I guess it's looking for things that are efficient against them more than anything. Because it's, you know, it's, again, most of actions, are, you, you can't, if you guess right, you know, that's great. But if you don't, you're screwed. With Outcast, you're not going to be able to guess right. Like, there's very little chance. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, because there's such a broad base. Yeah. You know, I guess it's, it. you know, and then it's, once you see the master, it's kind of being aware of what they can do is important. Because they're all different. There's not a, you know, base thing to do against them. Yep. But, uh, I agree with all of that. So, yeah, that's it. And thank you for listening. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I believe I believe the way I put it was wild card bitches, uh, which is a reference to the, um, the it's always sunny in Philadelphia show. Yeah. Where they are doing oh man what is that what I don't even know what episode it is but Charlie's the wild card and he's like wait a minute why do the brakes on the van work I cut the brakes wild card bitches. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. So it's really hard. It's really. I mean, okay. So I'm. I've been chatting with a gentleman who uh, is trying to get into guild and try and play more competitively. Uh, I don't know why he's talking to me, but he is. Uh, and and so he he was talking about. Well, here's my strats and schemes, and it's going to be this record. It's going to be reckoning. It's going to be yada yada yada. Uh, and I think my opponent's declaring outcast, and that's like, wow, outcast. Well, okay, reckoning. You can be pretty sure it's not going to be Hamlin, but Really, anybody else is probably <laughs> yeah. in play. Maybe not Jack Dobb because he's more of control, but he's still got yeah. some pretty decent killing. I've seen that because Dan. But you're probably looking at maybe a Leviticus who can delete a model a turn and a Rusty who can delete a model a turn, yeah. or maybe Victorious who can delete like five models a turn if they get lucky, yeah. uh, but also probably die very early. It, it's going to be tough to know what's, what's what. And... Um, then you've got the really weird ones like Hamelin and Terra who come out of nowhere. Like Terra's bringing summoning and berry mechanics, and Hamelin is bringing swarm mechanics with peon uh, rats that just come out of nowhere and turn into big rats that are difficult. You can't hit them with uh, conditions or anything, and it just gets out of hand very quickly. Um, the thing that you're going to see a lot of is the the mercenary models. Uh, the way I sort of break that down is mercenary models are good enough to buy at one more stone of expense. Like a Ronin is, what, five? But they're worth six because you can buy them at six out, out of faction, right? I mean, I don't yeah. really see. They actually yeah. cost six. Oh, they cost six, seven yeah. out of faction. Okay. I don't really see them being taken for seven, <laughs> <laughs> they're not terrible, you know. There's some are better than others. Well, the thing the thing about the Ronins are, if you if you are if you get the drop on it and they're about to die, you can sacrifice them to get a rebate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but this the idea that there are models that are good enough to buy for one more stone, but the yeah. outcasts don't have to, you know. Mm -hmm. Trappers, librarians, librarians can heal twice only if you're an outcast leader. Um, the Hannah. The Everyone. trappers, 
um, all kind of desperate mercenaries, which are what four stones in faction. Yeah. Um, We're gonna have uh, Johan. It's a big one. We got Johan for cheap. So one thing, I guess that brings up one thing. They do have pretty good condition removal with him. They do. Uh, he's kind of slow, but he does have some good condition removal. Uh, you're gonna see relic hammers. There's a couple of models with relic hammers, so be yeah. aware of that if you're playing mm -hmm. something with a lot of constructs. Or undead. Nope. Oh yeah. no. Just constructs. Oh, it's constructs or tyrants. Yeah. Oh, tyrants. Right, 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 right. Don't bring your tyrants. So if you play uh, Hamelin or, or Shenlong, yes, I have not had to deal with that yet. Watch Thank out for the Johan. Mm -hmm. uh, they have, I guess, I would, I would think that a lot of their models tend to be the ones that get taken a lot are more expensive. It seems like to me. Well, their their filler models are uh, are also good. Like you're you're gonna see, you know, your Rusty Alice's, your Taylors, and stuff like that that are coming at eight, nine, ten points pretty quickly. But you can also get a free Corman for five stones. You can get uh, Void Wretches for four. Uh, if they're, you can get Abominations for four. If you're really interested in now activating someone, you can buy, you know, four rats or whatever it is, and then just run four rats until they you get enough out activation from killing things to turn them into a rat king, which can be useful. You know, I guess yeah. they do have, but I'm, I guess they have a lot of. Big, really expensive stuff too, though. That they do. Tend to yeah. up a lot of space, like Hannah, Kitty. Lazarus, Strong Arm Suit, Ashes and Dust, oh, Ashes and Dust, oh, Ashes and Dust, Ionis, Ionis, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The new hotness. Yeah. Hot Project Effigy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, emissary, emissary. Mm-hmm. Who can mm -hmm. hand out trinkets, which are sort of like little upgrades, kind of cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have quite a bit of that. They have some scheme marker removal with the rats. That's really good. Yeah. They've got uh, all the fire corp the free corps have suits that let them ignore ores and blasts. So if you see a model Fan free corps, be aware of that. <laughs> no blasts, no pulses. I mean, there's a lot of models that don't, but it's important to. Keep an eye out for that sort like of stuff. Like if you're there. a Molly crew or you're a Wong crew. Why would Molly care about that? Because they don't take pulse damage. Yep. Why would? Well, I mean Wong does, but uh, Maris can prevent that. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I see. You're, you're talking about that. If yeah, Molly right. tries to summon something near the free form, yeah, the free form they don't target over test. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I would actually, I'm not going to summon anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is tough though dealing with an entire crew. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one we thing we're a lot of armor. Yeah, armor. Yep. Good guns, good swords. They have some really good upgrades too. Oathkeeper yeah. being one of them. Mm -hmm. Basically, it says they either have finished the job or they have uh, the ability to give themselves fast one turn of the game. Pretty yeah. good. Um, they've also got. Uh, Statistically lower caches than anybody else. Yeah. Um, Victoria's come in at what one? Von Schill comes in at two. Yep. Leviticus Levy's comes in at one. Two? One? I think he's two. He might be two. I don't. I don't remember. Tara's got Jack the big one two. with four. Tara's the big one with four. Yeah, but she's also a reser, so 
Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of wrestlers with lower caches than that. <laughs> Ollie, this is really the only one. I don't know what Karaiz is. Yeah, yeah. Misaki. Misaki's is what? One, two? Oh, Misaki? I don't know. You have Misaki and uh, the Victorias in the same faction. Misaki so much. Yeah, Livy's is two. Just flip my book open super loud. Yeah, Jack does two. Yeah, Misaki comes in at two also. Uh, so I guess it's just Vicky's yeah. they come in two. But Vicky's get a free uh, henchman, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Killy Masters. Yeah. yeah. A lot like of damage. Leviticus, Mizaki, and the Vix, and Von Schill all are heavy damage dealers. They do it in different ways. Mizaki's charging about decapitating people. The Vix set up sort of their whirlwind bomb and murder everything. Levy's erasing Don't a model of turn. Just punches someone in the face every turn. And Von Schill shoots stuff. Or something. No, no, no. He charges people and stabs them with his uh, opening, his uh, hunting knife. Yeah. Or he shoots everything. Yeah. Or he shoots all the things. Yeah, that's true. He's I'm pretty versatile. He's uh, he's not bad. Yeah. I give him a lot of crap for being boring, but he's uh, he's solid. Yeah. But Leviticus has you know been mm -hmm. hugely nerfed. So. That's true. Uh, you have a one in you have a, I guess a two in thirteen chance of, of just giving up points. Yep. Out. Uh, <laughs> but Tara's got a huge buff, which is good because she was Tara pretty poor. A huge buff. You have a two and thirteen <laughs> chance of having great things happen with her. Except Tara doesn't actually have a very good way of carrying enemy models in that her main berry is I do damage to you and then you take a test. And the test is a static, what, twelve? Yeah, I don't know. The best way to bury is still going to be a death marshal. Which she can hire. Which she can hire. Awesome. Anyway, you have uh, all of the guild. Yep. You have some. Uh, I guess want to talk about the keywords. Uh, I actually have one more sort of general. It's it's okay. kind of funny because for the most part you're going to be dealing with living minions and masters, unless it's Jackdaw or Hamlin or Levy or Levy. <laughs> oh, and Levy also plays as his own faction because when you play against Levy, Levy can either be Outcast Levy well, or be the next Construct episode. Levy, which means Outcast and uh, Arcanists and Guild, or Undead Levy, meaning Outcasts yeah. or Resurrectionists. Well, in Construct, yeah. Basically, you can hire any non-Gremlin Construct with one of his upgrades. You can hire any non-Gremlin Undead with his other one. So that's silliness. It's such a big pool. Yeah, it's yeah. It's also the last one, which is if you take the uh, the emissary with the thing, he can hire every horseman, and you just have five models that are all death dealers on the table. Yeah, that gets stronger every single turn. I saw that one turn, one game, and it was pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. And it wasn't against me, thank God. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so you have your different groups here. They can the thing is they can all get mixed up too. Like there's nothing saying I can't bring, you know, a bunch of free corps with Hamlin or something. Yeah. You know? Yep. So One of my favorite Vicky's list runs four rats or four sorry, three rats or four abominations or whatever it is. No, other way around. 
What? Uh, if you bring Victorias with however many abominations it takes to make a Desolation Engine, or okay. however many rats it takes to make a Rat King, then first turn you can go, okay, I'll activate a rat. It does nothing. I'll activate a rat. It does nothing. I'll activate a rat. It moves in. They turn into your Rat King. I'll activate a Rat King. It does nothing. All right, you out of activations yet? Cool. Ash is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ashes and dust. Oh, the clusterfuck yeah. that is Ashes and Dust. That, yeah, that thing. I, I, I don't know that I've ever played against it, but I just read it and just sigh. I played against it a number of times because yeah. uh, Miles used to love playing it. Yeah. Um, played... But my favorite moment was the time that I charged... I charged the Ashes and Dust with Vic of Blood, killed it, and then the Ashen Correspondent base-to-base, which was still within range, and the Dust Arm end within base-to-base, which was still in range. So I was able to use my melee expert, kill the Ashen Core, ignoring armor, and kill the Dust Arm on the Whirlwind. With. <laughs> and so in one charge, I was able to entirely kill the Ashes and Dust. It was wow. amazing. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, that's one I was going to say is that being able to ignore armor can be very good. Yep. Uh, Make morning with precise. Or uh, Joss. Joss was one of my favorite moments versus the Ashes and Dust, where it was just, oh, here we go. Ash and Core. Yep, you're dead. Two hits. Yep, that was good. Have fun reforming. <laughs> yep, that was good. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't we haven't mentioned the. Uh, I guess do you want to start going through some henchmen? There's sure. a lot. There are a few of them. Yeah. It's almost like there's three whole books out. I guess they will start with the big one. The best henchman in the entire game. <laughs> Hannah. Oh, Hannah! Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The best henchman According in the entire game of Malifaux. A bracket. As decided by popular decision. Some random dudes <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> that may or may not have been swayed. Uh, she's really cool. She can strip suits from casts and just cause mayhem. She's got a big three-inch reach. It's really good when you paralyze her with Molly. <laughs> That's usually my go-to. <laughs> Yep. Mm. I need to get her because I really want to play with her now. But she's the best henchman. I I want to. I if I ever got Hannah, I would be doing what I've seen done a couple of times on the internet, which is turn into a Mega Man style power suit as opposed to a weird like riding chair mower thing. Yeah, I'm like so covet the through the breach one. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the minority. I like the other one better. I don't know why. I just. I like the big bulky robot. I just don't like yeah. the fact that she's got this sort of uh, dentist chair rig. Right. I, I would prefer that she would be like it. It's like more like a open-faced free core armor suit that's just enormous and super powerful. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. Yep. Like a Jaeger or a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe too big. That's a little too big. That would be ridiculous. Anyway, she's bigger yeah. than a peacekeeper now. Yep. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Okay, sorry. 
Oh, one other one to look out for if you're a summoner is Taylor with her Woken yep. Malifaux. That can be fun. Yeah. Gives her some free attacks against stuff you summon. You got Rusty Alice who can deny charges. Ugh. She can deny charges. She can shoot like a mother. If she gets within range, she's got a pneumatic punch just like Leviticus does. And if she's got the upgrade, she can summon off scrap. I found a really good way, someone used this against me, is to just continually summon trees in front of Rusty so she has to walk before she can shoot. Awesome. <laughs> it's basically the worst thing ever. Uh, Only on, what, Lilith and Rasputina and Karis? All, all the guys you can still see through. Yeah, you can shoot through that. You're not dense, you're just giving her cover. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Still, it's annoying. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the nihilist models, those are important to be aware of, that can't receive conditions. Nix. Nihilism. So if you're doing scheme selection and you see Nix and Hamelin and stuff like that, be aware that you can't print conditions on some of those. They just uh, choose to not gain them. It's not even like, a, oh, yep. no, they're immune to poison and fire. In it. No, they just say, oh, there's a condition on me. No, there's not. Yep. It's, yep, that's... Uh, so that also is any of the... the uh, schemes that revolve around putting stuff on models. Just be aware that when you're taking them that you can't target those models. Very important. Uh, Jack Daw. He comes in with a bunch of stuff that loves auras. Putting curses out, you know... It's all about ranges. Yeah. 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 It's a it's such a mixed mixed bag. You're gonna have to deal with auras, or you're gonna have to deal with shooting, or you're gonna have to deal with swarms, or you're gonna have to deal with and you it's so hard to know what is gonna be coming at you. Mm -hmm. So this one more than any, like it's yeah, it's so hard to say, yeah, plan for constructs, yeah, plan for being out activated. No, it's hard it's harder to do that against the outcast because yeah. They all play so differently, and they all play with different, like, major tools that it's hard. Just focus on, kn know what there is going into the game. Focus on how you score your 10 points, and then figure out how you're going to deny them points once you once you get on the table. You know? I'd say be prepared for them to be aggressive towards you. Yes, I would agree I think that. that they're more than anything you want to play a little bit more defensively. You yeah. don't want to put yourself out there. That's what I've found, at least, is when I'm playing against them, other than very specific matchups. Yeah, you don't want to overextend against the Vix. Yeah. Or, or Levy, or yeah. Heyman, or Dawn. Do we, yeah. Yeah, do we, talk, do we mention Bishop? Nah, he's, he's, he's alright, whatever. <laughs> you know, he's actually one of my new favesies. Yeah, he's pretty good with hunting party, I bet. <laughs> I, I, I want to play him with Seamus, actually. That was one of the other games that I had forgotten to mention. I played a Brewmaster game where it was Brewmaster with Fingers and Lust and Wesley and Bishop. And um, Lust would pull people in with her zero and one actions. I believe I used one actions to pull my crew forward fast. And then, uh, and then at some point in time, Coward Langston came in, got a little drunk, and then Bishop's like, all right, get out, and then punched him so many times that he died. Uh, <laughs> and then I just kept doing that, pulling people in. Fingers would give them poison to sort of prime the pump, and then, and then Bishop, who, by the way, the missing pieces, can attack with his melee 
against their um, willpower, or willpower defense. he gets to pick, and then just punch them dead. And he's got the ability to give himself a suit to all tools at the beginning of the turn. So I would just ignore armor, or I would gain an additional um, critical strike, or I would gain, you know, he's got really, really great triggers on all of the suits. And you can just say at the beginning of the turn, well, I'm going to kill Howard, so I guess I'll ignore armor this turn. Yep. Yeah, very, very Though, good. if their armor's only one, it's always better to take the ram trigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But being able to ignore hard to kill and incorporeal are also good. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, he's a beater. The other one, there's a bunch to look out for, though. He's also swift, so he gets an extra AP. And well, he's a flurry, so about... he can attack four times. Hans, 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 Hans. Uh, Hans. Hans apparently is, uh, and this is Adam's, this is Adam's point. He's like, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna make sure that Hans is in the beginning of every list that I make in case, just in case. Uh, show of force is on the table. You've got a one in four chance of show of force happening, and show of force is. Uh, oh no, not show of force. I think that's what it is. Yeah, with the upgrades. Yeah, that's show. Of is force. that it? Yeah, yeah I'm, re- I'm reading exhaust your forces and not show of force. Yeah, that's, show of force uh, basically counts the amount of upgrades you have on henchmen and enforcers in the middle of the table, and Hans can shoot off upgrades. Yeah. However. If Hans tries to shoot anybody, you have the opportunity to discard cards to make the action fail. No. Only mm-hmm. leaders. Only master? Yeah, only really? ma- only the leader. Yeah. What? After this model targets an enemy leader with an action, the target may discard two cards to make the action fail immediately. Yep. Dang. Yeah, it's only leader. Yeah, no. That's... The thing about <laughs> Hans is he's really slow. He's walk three. So if you can but he's him, a sniper, so why would he need to walk anywhere ever? If you position properly and make them not be able to see you? Well, that's not necessarily uh, possible all the time on all the tables. But it's a good idea, though, to try. Yeah, that's fair. If you can make him walk, you've won. Let me put it that way. Uh, they also have the Free Corpse Trapper, who's another really good sniper. Yes, it is. <laughs> for two points less. Uh, so, yeah. But the Free Corpse Trapper can't shoot upgrades off, so... No, he can't. No. But he still can shoot stuff really, really dead. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I guess what do you look to put in a list when you're playing against outcasts, guys? Yeah. Uh, I like Ignore's Armor stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when I'm looking at going up against Outcast, I don't try to counter, because I know that if you roll the dice wrong, you're hosed. Yeah, but are there any things you would try to avoid specifically? In your list building? Like, what do you... No, you just, like, pick the best list you can and go for it. It's hard. I don't yeah, because yeah, it's tough. To, it would, it's I tough mean, to find stuff that counters. Like you know, you've really got to yeah. get all of your points. Well, I guess I, I'm not saying counter, but just as like a stuff preparation that you would ignore. Like I'm not going to put a flesh construct in against them probably as often as other crews because they'll probably get sh- you know stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I guess is what I'm thinking. Like because I want something with higher willpower and stuff, or I'm going to look for stuff like. Sebastian, where I can give everything negatives to shoot with an eight, That's a good you know, point. Just, like things like that to sort of discourage certain 
aspects that With are that in mind. I would love my fan crew because mm-hmm. being able to make it so that negative you're putting negative twist to casting and shooting using wind steam that sounds great. Yeah, looking looking at yeah, I think being able to put stuff on negatives is good. Always good. It's, and they just happen to have a ton of casting attacks and shooting yeah. attacks. Yeah. Um, Save for the Vickies if you if you're if you get the Vickies. Or Masaki. I generally just play Seamus against him and then it works out alright. Yeah, I mean Seamus can kill things. Yeah. Um Minimum damage four does one. simplification. Uh there, I, yeah, I think I think that for me, when I'm playing against an outcast crew, the most important part is is deployment. Yeah, it can because, be. They have a lot of from the shadows actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of from the shadows, and if you give them, if you give the Vickies a Vicky bomb, they're gonna take it and just destroy everything. If you deploy too far away from each other against a Von Shell crew, it's gonna divide and conquer. Like, yeah, they're. There are there are little things that each of those crews are going to try to do. Like yeah. the deployment. Jack Daw is going to look to pull someone out and then isolate them and then put them in all the auras and then they're, they're dead. Um, the Vicks are going to set up their perfect charge. Yeah. Levy, good luck. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, for Levy, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the. Um, yeah. You gotta watch the wave. for the waves. Yeah. Because the waves will telegraph. The, his options. He's keeping his options open with his wave. They right. usually have one in the backfield for the safety cover. It'll have two that are sort of forward that are trying to sort of move towards one of the two things he wants to take care of next turn. And then at the end of turn he'll go, alright, I want to go for that flank or I want to go for that mod. And then they'll, he'll jump to wherever they wants to be and then punch that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing with deployment is, I, I did say they had a lot of friends in the shadows. They don't really have as much, but it's the just because of the snipers that they have access to. Being able to go second is important too. Is if they place, if they have to place Hans first, that gives you an idea of where you should be, or where you should not be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. More specifically. Yeah. Versus, you know, and then other crews, obviously. Oh, Terra. Ugh. <laughs> Terra with her Killjoy deployment. Oh, Terra Killjoy bomb's the worst. I found that if you play Pandora against it, it's really not bad. And Hamelin Killjoy bomb is the worst, and Leviticus Killjoy bomb is the worst. Yep. Did I tell you about the most memorable Leviticus crew I ever played against? No. It was Miles who was playing Leviticus, and the list was Levy, two waves, uh, the construct upgrade and nothing else. Um, Howard Langston, a peacekeeper, a teddy, and that's all that starts on the table is those six models. Nice. And you fight and you fight and you fight and you scrap and you scrap and you target the one that you think you can kill early and you try and you try and you try and you finally kill that one thing. And for me it was Howard Langston. And then what happens? Kill Joy. <laughs> yep. Ugh, it was miserable. Because and it's a brilliant move. Because whatever you decide to kill first, so that they, so that he loses a anchor or whatever, and they're all you know 50 millimeter bases, so it's hard to get around them. You can't see around them to shoot them. You have to go through them. So the first one you kill turns into a killjoy, which means all three waves still have all of their you know anchors to be able to pull levy back up. Well, the two waves. 
yeah. until like one dies, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awful. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I might have to try that one. <laughs> got all the models. I do. Except maybe a peacekeeper. Oh yeah, I do want a peacekeeper. They're pretty awesome looking. Yeah. Well, they do look pretty sweet. I have a guardian. So, they're kind of small. They, they, I saw one in person the other day, and I saw it next to the Lone Marshal or the, the, yeah, the Lone Marshal, the rider one. Yeah. The, the man on the horse was bigger than this enormous-looking construct. It's supposed to be huge. Like, you see pictures of people working on them, and they're four or five times the size of a human being. And this one's not quite as big as a horse and a man on a horse. Well, it's still a baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's a baby <laughs> it's still the, ju- the juvenile peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I guess one thing that comes up when I'm talking about outcasts is they their scheme runners selections tend to be not as good. Uh, they have a few good options, but they compared to some other factions, they're not as good with the quick little stuff. I would say. Sure. Like they avoid wretches, but. I mean, really, they have—they're—they're not known for their speedy minions. They're definitely more about beating up on you and then scoring. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do with gaining grounds 2016, where there's a lot. Uh, it seems like it's going to be harder to kill everything and then get points. Yeah. Yeah, because there's Just a lot of scores up. at the end of the game. Right. If you're playing against the Outcast and neutralize the commander shows up and they chose Leviticus, <laughs> do not hesitate to take neutralize the commander because that player has already decided to give you three points. Yep. Or they're going to warp the game in such a way that they're going to be at a big disadvantage with Levy. <clears throat> yes, that, or that, but I think it's more the more likely the second. Yeah, I know because it's... the first one rather. Realistically, if a if a person sees a levy across the table from them and neutralize the commanders in the pool, then that levy player is confident enough with their levy player that they expect to beat you by a four point margin. Yeah, which is also still terrifying, but. <laughs> Going in with those three points makes it so that you have the best advantage that you yeah, can. Yeah, that's like a super uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting the three points for Neutralize the Commander 2 if they're playing Levy. Right. True fact. Uh, so, but they're, they're, they're going to have to do it, whereas it's going to more likely just happen for you. But yeah, Gaining Rounds 2016. We will learn some stuff and then talk about it more. Yeah. I've I've been listening to the uh, Before We Begin. They've started doing them, so that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got to catch up on some casts The myself. most recent two were I've been listening to a lot. I'm, I accidentally watched a couple YouTube videos on my phone with my Wi-Fi turned off, and my day has been turned <laughs> all month. So uh, oh. come the 4th. Just a couple more days, and I'll, uh, I'll be able to listen to podcasts. Yeah, I've, been, I've gotten really good at downloading, like, a bunch of podcasts before I go somewhere. That's what I always do, yeah. I just, like, pull them down. Mm-hmm. And then I'm when I was packing and stuff all the last week, it was just, like, 
podcast craziness. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I listened to another episode or two of uh, Flipping Jokers, not the Australian one. I listened to that one a little bit. Not Red Jokers, but Flipping Jokers. Flipping Jokers, yep. And I listened. I started listening to the Ohio podcast a little bit, but the furry verse line is like from the Buckeye State, and I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's a natural response. Yeah, yep. <laughs> if you're from Michigan, but I'll, I'm gonna keep listening. They've seemed all right for the first like ten minutes. So, <laughs> not to mention you could start up a nice, awesome rivalry with them, and then yeah, oh, I, we could do that. Yeah. Better. Well, actually, the last tournament, the one I didn't get to play in, there was a couple guys. I don't know if it was them or somebody else from Ohio came up. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know where those guys are at. If, uh, the Ohio guys are at because Ohio is actually a big state. <laughs> you know, yeah. while I'm an hour from Ohio, if they're on like the other side, that would be like like a seven-hour drive <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so listen to podcasts. Yeah, and Maybe above all, listen to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. Yeah, definitely. And uh, okay, all right. So uh, thanks for listening. You can, con- Rudy, ta- do this part. Take it. Uh, you can reach us via email at uh, mwmpodcast at gmail dot com. You can get us via Twitter at mwmpodcast. That's it. Just at it. That one always throws me. You can, <laughs> yep. you can find us on Twitter at and at at mwmpodcast. Uh, you can get a hold of Rudy at. R Shubak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Shubak R. At Shubak R. Or oh Al at Al4317. Or Ken at at Beer Sensei. Ugh, the at at. That's where I get thrown. It's weird. Wait, wait. Ken's name is at at Beer Sensei? No. Yeah, that's weird. You can reach Ken at Twitter. <laughs> well, no, that's awesome. At you, Beer Sensei. I think I'm going to have to change mine so it's at and then at Al. Like, but spelled out A-T. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys would we have, have an easier uh, time of it if you use Twitter more. Yeah, that's we also <laughs> I should use Twitter more. I don't. Uh, we we also have a <laughs> blog with one post on it still uh, called MWM Missing H. I'm gonna be putting an, another post up very soon. So. There will be another post up soon, and I will probably get more posts up soon once I get back into the hobby habit. I'm putting together the Crossroad 7, so look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and Al is going to write some words on our hobby podcast. I should paint that stuff. <laughs> we'll eventually I have those sure. models. I should, I should paint those. I have oh, them. Yeah. Assembled and yeah. based. I want to paint and lust primed, first. I think. Wow. I think I'm going to try Zenital Priming on this uh, kit. We'll see what happens. Cool. Fun, fun, fun. So that's right. been it from the Mistakes for Me podcast. Bye. Thank you for Bye. tuning in this week. You got to sing the song, Rudy. You're telling me that we're done. Not that Wait, song. Wait, no, our song? I can yeah. Uh, we're good. Good.
where I can be the bee in your body, your best friend forever. Two peas in a pot flocking like birds of a feather. And you never have a need to beg, work, or steal. If all this sounds worth it, then let's make a deal. All you want in life for the price of your soul. All the money you can fold, power that you can hold, I'll put you in control. Only if you're down to roll down these train tracks tonight. But where are we gonna go? Sitting by the tracks, waiting for the night train, looking down the road. 